The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Tennessee, Texas, this weekend, um, Ben, Tennessee 14 and 5, Texas 15 and 5, Texas is not ranked. Why are they not ranked? But they basically have the same record as, as us. You can actually say it's a little bit better because they have one more win, but they haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody at all. And the teams that they have played who have been ranked, they've lost. They've lost. They've lost to Gonzaga. They lost to uh, Seton Hall. Seton Hall is a ranked opponent. Not sure if Seton Hall was ranked when they played them, but they played uh, Iowa State so far, and they lost that game. This is their opportunity to beat a ranked opponent, and I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening at all. No, because the University of Texas is the fakest university in the country, there there's not a bigger fraud of a university than the University of Texas, in in the entire country. Swain, all this talk about Texas all the time, always talk about Texas. Texas football is back. They're never back because they can't get out of their own way. All this talk about Texas basketball and they can't bust a great. You got Chris Beard who won a national championship a couple years ago and first year not going all that great. In fact, the school that he left is better off without him. Ooh, ooh, they do look good, don't they? They look better without Chris Beard. They look really good this year. In, in, in year one. And like you said during the break, how how are you the University of Texas? You, and you have a starting lineup, and you don't have a kid from the state of Texas in your starting lineup. Makes no sense. And you have legitimate talent in the state of Texas when it comes to basketball. There isn't a bigger fraud of a university than the University of Texas, which is why they are the fake UT, and they will be put in their place this weekend, just like they had to be put in their place way back in the day when they needed help to become a state. They would not be state, a state without the help of many volunteers. If it weren't for David Crockett, they would be a nobody. They'd be North Mexico. That, that's what they would be. Yeah, the, the, yeah, those are facts, man. And then – I mean, you look at their roster, they even have frauds on their roster. They have a senior, Andrew Jones. Oh, what a cool story. He beat cancer, this and that. You're not even the best Andrew Jones to ever walk this planet, okay? The best Andrew Jones to ever walk this planet resided in Atlanta, Georgia for several years. Facts. So you, you need to sit down and learn how to make a jump shot. Marcus Carr, you make David Carr look like the best car to ever step foot in the state of Texas. And David Carr was trash. Marcus Carr, why don't you learn to do something? Transferring from Toronto, Ontario to play basketball. You should have been playing hockey. That's what you should have been doing. Courtney Ramey, you won't even be the best Ramey in the building on Saturday because Grant Ramey will be there. <laughs> so you can sit down and shut up too. Dylan DeSue, you were better at Vanderbilt. How were you better at Vanderbilt under Jerry Stackhouse, who can't do anything at Vanderbilt, than you are at Texas. Has Texas won a tournament game since Rick Barnes has left? Because I'm looking at Shaka Smart's time there at Texas. Well, Rick was uh, Rick won 69% of his games at Texas, and nice. Shaka Smart won 56% of his games. The first year after Rick Barnes, they had a um, – it says – First round in the in the tournament, um, and then the next year they didn't go to the tournament, and then the next year after that in seventeen eighteen, uh, first round. Now, two thousand eighteen two thousand nineteen, they were the NIT champions, NIT champions, baby. And in nineteen twenty, we know that COVID hit and uh, there was no postseason. And then last year, first round. So uh, it looks like they have not won a tournament game since. They got rid of Rick Barnes. And you know what that sounds like to me? They are the Memphis Tigers of Power 5 schools. <laughs> NIT champions. I, I can't wait to see that NIT <laughs> banner hanging up 
inside of Texas's arena on on Saturday with their sloppy SEC leftovers. Yeah, Dylan DeSue transferring from Vanderbilt. <laughs> Devin Askew transferred from Kentucky to Texas, and Kentucky got better at the guard position. Mm. You got Timmy Allen disrespecting the great Tim Allen. You, you got this Avery Benson, a, a senior who who's trying to look like Stephen Adams, but he plays like Jane. Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. They have a kid named Brock on their team, and I know we do too, but our Brock is better because he's the big J janitor's son. That's right. He cleans stuff up. That's right. And, and Brock is a key member of Tennessee basketball. This Brock is only on the team because he's from Austin, Texas. That's the only reason you're on, you're on the team. There, <laughs> there isn't a bigger fraud in America than the University of Texas. The fake UT with that fake, ugly, blanket orange. They're just a bunch of frauds. That's all they are. I got something to share with you that's very, 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 very important. Uh, and then I have something to share with you that's very... Extra important? Extra important and fun. Um, but what's important is that there are over 100 pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways at any given time. 60% of water pollution is attributed to litter. Uh, that litter on the roadways can make its way to the waterways, uh, destroying natural habitats and damaging water quality in Tennessee's rivers and streams. Those cigarette butts, which are easily, you can put easily into a trash can when you are done. Don't do a trash can, but put it inside the the the, the butt stand. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's what it's called, a butt stand. You know, you put all your butts, put it in there. Don't throw it on the ground. Uh, but those can leach toxic chemicals into uh, the environment and can also contaminate our water. This trash talking segment is brought to you by Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Speaking of trash talk, one thing we love to do here on the program, it's fun. It's part of sports, collegiate athletics. Speaking of trash talk, your analyst for tomorrow's game Ugh. talk some big, some big trash to Tennessee fans early in the season when he called Tennessee fans idiots for tweeting him about Santiago Vescovy's name. At the time, Vescovy did not correct folks. He did not. He told a couple media members that the correct pronunciation was Vescovy. We did not know that. So when he was calling him Vescovy early in the season, Tennessee fans were tweeting him saying, Viscovy, Viscovy, Viscovy. And Tennessee fans went back, grabbed interviews from Fran, saw what Fran was calling him Viscovy too. <laughs> and um, he's going to be on the call tomorrow, guys. Fran Fricella. Gonna be on the call. But Chris Budden will be the reporter, and Chris Budden is a Knoxville native. Well, she lived in Knoxville, works at WBR. Uh, you know, she's big stuff now, ESPN. But Chris Budden always loves, loved Knoxville. But she'll be on the call um, as well. She'll be the reporter. So old Fran. Good to see you again, Fran. Don't look at your Twitter during the game. All right, who's on the phone? Daytona's back. All right, Daytona, let's try it again, man. Hey, guys, sorry about that. I had an echo going on. It's all good. <clears throat> so I wanted to, to let the let the ball fans know, don't worry about all the jazz with the, with the South Carolina Gamecocks because we ain't scared to unleash our preferred walk-ons. We ain't scared. We'll handle the Gamecocks. Don't worry about that. We will do that. Uh, we will uh, do that. A couple of different questions real quick. Uh, ben, what do you think about uh, the possibility of uh, Garoppolo coming to Pittsburgh? No. Why, why would you even suggest that? I would rather watch Mason I'm Rudolph just, than Jimmy G. How dare you? Well, next, well, I'm next, just, no, no. Okay. I, I, I just stop. read that. I just right. read that, that there's a, there's interest. I will be and, just as mad about Mason Rudolph playing 
as if they go out and get Jimmy G. Jimmy G is a, well, is a nice bridge, man. No, I don't want Jimmy G. Jimmy G is terrible. Hey, you know Aaron Rodgers is a nice bridge. Well, yeah, but, but go go but, get Deshaun Watson honestly, and let him rub honestly, on some more booties you, 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 before I go get Jimmy rather, G. <laughs> you would rather have Rudolph in there than Jimmy G? No, I was For I was real? emotional when I said that. I would rather have Jimmy G, but I don't want Jimmy G. I well, don't want I'm Jimmy. I don't want Jimmy G. I don't want Mason Rudolph. I don't want Dwayne Haskins. Anybody else but those three? Go get Teddy oh. Bridgewater. Go get. Anybody no, but those three. Not no, not Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, Teddy Two Gloves. Bring him to Pittsburgh over Jimmy G. Jimmy G yeah. is not good. Teddy Bridgewater is good. And what do you think, Swain? I mean, I think Teddy Bridgewater would not command the, the money that Jimmy G probably would command. Uh, and Teddy Bridgewater is great for the locker room. His um, durability is a question, but I mean, he he is he is great for the locker room, and he's a bridge. He's a nice bridge to I think the next franchise quarterback. Go get Ryan Tannehill before Jimmy G. No, no. I, yes, I would rather have Ryan Tannehill than Jimmy G. Jimmy G is not good. He's just a pretty boy with a pretty face that ain't never done nothing in his football career that's living off being the backup to Tom Brady. That's all he is. He he blew the Super Bowl. John Lynch was on the phone. A couple years ago. Line two. Uh, get Bring me. Ryan, Titans fans want to get rid of Ryan Tannehill. We'll gladly take him in Pittsburgh right now over the Jimmy G and Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. Okay, let's exclude. Let's exclude Aaron Rodgers and make it a reasonable person. Something that actually could potentially happen. Who would you want? Not Mason Rudolph. Not Dwayne Haskins. Not Jimmy G. Okay, but who would you want? Uh. If I was in charge, I don't know. The Steelers are in a in a tough spot. They're they're not the type of organization that's going to make a trade for a Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so I would I would be stunned if that happened. Unfortunately, I think the reality is that it's going to be a rookie quarterback that they draft or Mason Rudolph. I, I think that's that's what is going to happen. I am anti Mason Rudolph, as you you all can tell. Um, but I, I think that is going to be the case. I, I think they're going to draft a, a quarterback in the first round, and if it's Matt Corral or, or Kenny Pickett, bring him in and let him compete with Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. And I, I think one of those three will be the starter. I, I'd be surprised if they went out and got a Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or, or some other quarterback. They, they just don't, they don't trade for guys like that. They're not willing to give up draft capital for it, within trades. It, when they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick and gave up a, a first-round pick, that was an anomaly. That 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 everybody was stunned that the Steelers were willing to do that because their history has indicated that they don't do that. So I'd be surprised if they did it for a quarterback. Well, their history has proven that they don't have to do that because they draft so well. Yes. Uh, hey, Swaino, yes, when sir. they announced Chicago and their pick, man, I was like, Swain ain't gonna be happy with this. With the head coach? Yeah. I like the head coach. I I like the move. Wait, what you know about the head coach that makes you feel that way, Dave Tunnel? That's the thing. I don't know anything about I've never even heard of the guy. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't have to, I don't have to you know. I thought I thought they were gonna swing big. I did. Long as you long as you swing and hit. Well, I'll take the hit. Swung, I'll take the contact. They've swung and hit. They've swung and hit quite a few times over the past few years. But it may have been just a little dribbler. But who, I thought they were going to go for a home run. Who who has who has went for who has hit home runs in their hires in the recent five years? They they've been guys that getting their first shot or who were coordinators who were uh, you know coaches that a lot of people didn't know about. They were not retreads. I don't want to retread. I want to I want a new coach. I mean look around, look around swung, the league. Cincinnati swung big. Uh, at first, people didn't know that it was big. It was Zach Taylor's first time being a head coach. People didn't know that at first. Just like you're not going to know this at first. Mike Tomlin was a coordinator before being hired at the Steelers. You didn't know until later. Yeah, believe it or not, I did not like that hire when they hired him. Uh, well, you were I'm probably not surprised. 
Were, were, you were probably a Falcons fan at the time anyways. Would you stop, Ben? I'm not getting your kid none. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll take Matt Ryan over Jimmy G, speaking of the Falcons. Bring me Matt. You want to talk about a bridge? There's a good bridge. That's a great bridge. I'll take Matt Ryan. Yeah. There's already a 49ers fan on here, Matt County Ball. From a 49ers fan, I second Jimmy G moved to Pittsburgh. Ben, help a brother out. No. <laughs> he would not be a perfect fit for the Steelers. No. Is is Matt Ryan a free agent? Uh, maybe. Or would we have to Actually, trade? I think that he is a free agent. Or he has one more year left. It, it's almost over for him in Atlanta. I think there may be one yeah, more but, year left, and they're talking about moving on from him. Yeah, but then that's right back in that same position. We're going to have to give up the draft picks. That's fine. I honestly think that we take Corral or Pickett and, and just roll with it. Yeah, that, that may be what happens. We'll see. I just – look, y'all – y'all are going to hate listening to me on this show even more than you already do if Mason Rudolph is, is the quarterback of the Steelers next year. He, is a, he has an out. Matt Ryan has an out for 2022. So, uh, he signed a, a big contract a couple of years ago. Um, but for the 2020, 2022 season, his contract, he has an out. So, uh, he can get out of it. And, um, you know, it would be a good, good time for the Falcons to – to rebuild, man, let Matt Ryan go somewhere else to try to win. I think Pittsburgh is a good spot. I think Jameis Winston in Pittsburgh. Um, I want to fight m- you. Maybe a possibility. I'm and then he signed like a three, four year deal with the Saints. Yeah, but they get a new coach, and um, I mean, they got pieces. Who knows? They might you go who, get a veteran quarterback. I Pitfall says Derek Carr, and I would take Derek Carr in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, yeah. Derek can't go nowhere. All right, AC, is his contract up? Yeah, but new I mean, coach. Yeah. You never know. Rams what, if, cr- what if he's crazy. a free agent and the Steelers throw money at him? Rams would be crazy to to let Derek Carr go somewhere else. The Rams or the Raiders? Raiders, excuse me. The Raiders would be crazy. Just crazy if they allowed that. 865-255-03. Walk-ons. Who's that? I'm talking about the walk-ons, South Carolina. I don't know. Anyways, let me just... See what's on the text box. I don't know what Daytona was talking about. About that one. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. Love it. Talk your ish, Ben. Savage. Tell him, Ben. Dang, Ben. Goodness, Ben. It's Friday. I'm tired. Tennessee is playing those frauds. From somewhat Central America on, on Saturday. Maribel <laughs> uh, Mark says, should uh, Applebee be suspended for going after the students, uh, considering what happened at Detroit with the Pistons back in the day? Um, I think there should be some type of discipline for him. I wouldn't suspend him for an entire game, but like, man, a reprimand or not starting or something. I mean, that was that was ridiculous. It was funny, but it was ridiculous. It's a bad look for the league. I wonder what kind of conversations the league had with uh, Mike White. But, you know, they don't really be trying to punish Florida players for doing stuff. They want to they wanna punish him secretly. That's what they probably do. They probably just make him run some, 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 some suicides and keep it all hush-hush like they did old boy from uh, Florida last year, Payne, when he elbowed Fulkerson. No public punishment at all. We didn't see that. I we- think we should start incorporating – a punishment to where, like, if something happens like that on the road, then you have to take the bus back to your town. Like, in, instead of Tyree Appleby flying back with his team, he should have to get on a Greyhound and bus back to Gainesville. That that should be the punishment. Give him 12 hours on the bus to think about what he did. He was, uh, he was ready to throw hands, I guess. Yeah, he's been a little extra. Came to Tennessee, Vol says, is Pierce being a five-star a publicity stunt? I know he's good, but are they trying to, to target our fan base for interest in their site? Um, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know their intent. I don't know. I'm not going to say that that doesn't happen and it's not happening. I don't know. 
I would think that being right is more important than anything else. Being right is more important than anything else with your evaluations. It's hard to believe they would do that. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm not saying that they are. I'm saying I don't know. But I do know about the people that have left their previous work to go join Shantari on three, and uh, it's credible. It's credible. Shantari is he's the best. So when they put out a ranking, I pay attention to it. I still treat it as uh, you know, grain of salt. There's no ranking that is the end all be all, but I know those guys put the, the time, the energy, the effort to make sure that it's accurate to the best of their abilities, knowing that you're going to be wrong sometimes. All that should matter is Pierce is a damn good player. He's feeling a need, and he's a player that by the time he leaves Tennessee should be playing on Sundays. That really should be all that matters. Three-star, four-star, five-star, is he a championship player for you? Do you see pro potential in him? Because the more pro players you have, the better you have, the better chance you have to win games on Saturday inside the SEC. It's a proven formula. Proven. 865-255-03. Hour 3, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including 
rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Time for around the SEC. As we go into the weekend, Ben, what are we uh, paying attention to and what happened from Thursday to Friday? Uh, we definitely have some, some things to discuss. Uh, Texas A&M DB Eric Young is in the transfer portal. He was... Not a key contributor this past season for A&M. Uh, just playing in five games, but he is in the portal. Speaking of the portal, Auburn freshman defensive tackle Marquise Robinson is in the portal. And I do think he is a name that Tennessee fans should watch out for. He was the only true freshman to see action on defense in 2021 for Auburn. And Robinson is a player that the staff said had tremendous upside after showing plenty of promise last season. This according to Jason Caldwell, who covers Auburn for 247. He was a four-star prospect out of Milton High in Florida and was a highly sought-after player who ultimately chose Auburn over FSU and also had Alabama and Georgia offers in the mix. What's up, Rodney Garner? You, you, you like him? I, I Again... I do think he is uh, somebody that, that Tennessee fans What's his name again for the should, good people? Should be uh, aware of Marquise Robinson. Marquise Robinson. Marquise Robinson. We'll see if uh, Tennessee can can get him on practice or on practice on campus here soon. Uh, that that would be a, a huge, huge, huge transfer if they could pick him up. Uh Kentucky received more great news this offseason yesterday when Cavassier Smoke announced that he would return for another season despite transfer rumors. He posted on his Instagram page in all caps with two exclamation points. Run it back. Five foot nine, two hundred one pound junior averaged five point one yards per carry as a reliable and capable backup behind starter Chris Rodriguez last year finishing with 416 yards and four touchdowns on 81 carries in 12 games. Throughout his career, he has rushed for 1,300 yards. And uh, he is a very good back. He is capable of be, being a starting back, uh, but he's been behind Chris Rodriguez and Benny Snell. He must really like 
uh, Kentucky and really got a nice uh, NIL deal to stay. I guess so, but uh, Kentucky will have its one-two punch next year with uh, Chris Rodriguez and Cavassier Smoke returning. So, unfortunately, that is good news for the Cats. I do have some other things I, I wanted to mention real quick. Uh, Tyron Hooper, the Florida transfer linebacker that we have discussed the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. He entered the portal. 30 minutes later, he exited the portal. Then after the weekend, he decided, okay, I'm not going to enter the portal. Or he is going to enter the portal. He did enter the portal, and now he is officially headed to Missouri. So Missouri picks up a former top 65 recruit who had 65 tackles this past season and 10 tackles for a loss, and he will play with his cousin at Missouri who just transferred to Missouri from North Carolina. And here's an interesting note in terms of the NFL. It ties into the SEC. If the Raiders and Josh McDaniels get a get a deal done to make Josh McDaniels the next Las Vegas Raiders head coach, a potential OC replacement in New England mm. could be former Patriots assistant Bill O'Brien. That according to Adam Schefter. So uh, very funny to me that Alabama fans want Bill O'Brien fired after they lost in the national championship game, yet Bill Belichick may hire him to be his offensive coordinator. Yeah, you had young receivers dropping passes, you had injuries to your two top receivers. Two of the, I mean, Alabama's receivers are like the best duo, um, arguably in the country, um, top three for sure. And both of those guys were hurt, mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard for the offensive coordinator to pull, you know, a rabbit out of, of his butt uh, when you have that type of situation to deal with. So maybe he don't want to deal with college anymore. Maybe he wants to go back to to, to the NFL, but um, it's not going to matter one way or the other for Tennessee because Nick Saban will replace him with the next upcoming great offensive mind or some proven established offensive mind. Like remember Brian Dayball a couple of years ago, how that didn't work out. And fans wanted him fired. Look what he's doing now. He's on the verge of getting a head coaching job. Yeah, in the NFL. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, had one of the best offenses in the in the league with uh, Josh Allen. And Josh Allen has gotten better. Yep, yep, 100%. Uh, two quick coaching notes to wrap up. And one coaching note, or one coach, that Tennessee fans are very familiar with, that is former Kentucky quarterback coach Darren Henshaw. Mm-hmm. He was the quarterback's coach at Tennessee under Dooley, correct? The uh, wide receiver's coach? Yeah, he was on, he was on the Dooley. Yes. Uh, I think he was on the – I want to say he was on the Kiffin too, but I know he was on the Dooley. Matt Zinnett says quarterback coach at Tennessee and Cincinnati and an OC at Georgia Southern and Middle Tennessee was an analyst at UCF this this past season. Uh, he is head, headed to UAB to work for Bill Clark in another analyst role. So uh, Darren Henshaw, a, a name familiar to Tennessee fans, so wanted to pass that along. That's good. That's a good note right there. And then the last thing I got for you is that Arkansas is set to hire Marshall's Dominique Bowman. As cornerbacks coach, earlier in the week, I mentioned that Lane Kiffin had hired Arkansas's corners coach away to be his corners coach, and now Sam Pittman has replaced that coach with Marshall's Dominique Bowman. Uh, Before Marshall, Bowman was a co-defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach at Tennessee Martin and Austin P. A lot of movement. Mm -hmm. It's starting to, to slow up a little bit as the semester is now in full swing. But, man, what a what a busy last two months it has been since, really, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, it's always like that, man. But oh. it, it, it's picked up. It, yeah. It's always been like that, but now with the transfer portal. Yeah, it's another level. It's, it's another level. And, and on top of coaches, and it, and it kind of feels like coaches moving around is picked up as well. Maybe it just always seems that way, but it seems like even that is – has picked up. Ben. Chase Wayne. Conference championship in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Bengals, Chiefs, Niners, Rams on the text box. Orange colored shade says, which game are you looking forward to the most, NFC or AFC? This is a great question because I'm truly – Intrigued by both. I can't wait for both games. Both have so many incredible storylines. 
I, I think the one I am most excited about. Oh, I hate this question because I don't know that there's one that I'm more excited about. But if I had to pick, I think I would say the AFC Championship game. Um, just because I'm an AFC football guy. And Trey Smith is playing in it. And like I mentioned on Monday, a lot of talk about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and how they're going to have a, a bunch of, you know, face-offs over the next decade or so. And I, I said on Monday, hey, Joe Burrow is going to have something to say about it. So I am very, very interested to see how Joe Burrow handles this weekend and, and if he can lead his team. I know Joe Burrow will, will play well, but can can he play like Superman and pull off the upset and, and send the Bengals to the Super Bowl way ahead of schedule? So I, I think I'm more intrigued by the AFC Championship game, but I am very intrigued by the NFC Championship game because it, it has great storylines as well. Jawan Jennings, I'd love to see him play for a Super Bowl along with Emmanuel Mosley. And aside from Jimmy G, the 49ers, I, I enjoy watching the 49ers play. I don't like watching Jimmy G play, but I, I have become a, a big Debo Samuel fan yep. on the field and off the field. Obviously love Jawan Jennings. I like uh, Kittle. Uh, Kyle George. Yeah, for some reason I was wanting to call him uh, Jeff. I don't know why. Um, Kyle Juszczyk. I think Kyle Juszczyk is really, really fun to watch. Um, and then defensively, they, they get after you on defense in, in the front seven. The front seven is, is fun to watch. And, of course, you got E-Man on, on the back end as as well. Oh, you didn't forget him this time. No, I didn't forget him the last time. Just people care more about Jawan Jennings than Emmanuel Mosley. That's the unfortunate reality of the situation. And then, like, I'm really intrigued by Matthew Stafford as as well. I mean, his his legacy is somewhat on the line here. It's been good for him to pick up two wins, but I, I think even simply just making it to the Super Bowl would would truly cement his his legacy. And I think it would be a really cool storyline. He went to Georgia. He he's a bulldog, and Swain and I were talking about this earlier in the week. And he was at Georgia, 06, 07, 08. And that was when I was in middle school and, and kind of before I I began truly disliking players. And, and so, like, like, I was telling Swain earlier this week, when I think of Matthew St- Stafford, I honestly don't think of him as a bulldog. Like, I know he went to Georgia, but I don't think of him as a bulldog. Like, when I think of Mac Jones, I think of him as a, as a bammer. When I think of Justin Fields, a bulldog and, and a Buckeye. When, when I when I think of Tua, I think of him as a as a bammer. You know, because I, I I was at that age of watching them in college to where I I truly did not like them. But Stafford, like at that age, like I I didn't really have a awareness of I disliked Georgia, but I didn't necessarily dislike individual players on the team. So I I think of. Matthew Stafford as, as more of a lion when I first think of him than a bulldog. So what I am doing is I am admitting that I like Matthew Stafford, and I think it would be really cool to see him get to the Super Bowl and and, and win one because of everything he had to go through in Detroit. And that would be a, a really cool storyline. So I'm very intrigued in both, but I think if I had to pick, I'd, I'd go AFC because I'm an AFC football guy. And Mahomes, Burrow, I think that will be fun. I mean, how can you not pick the AFC when you see Mahomes and Burrow matching up against each other. It was a great game a couple weeks ago at the end of the regular season. Uh, Burrow has yet to falter in peak stage moments. He has played his best. Patrick Mahomes is is on fire right now. And then you have, on the other side with the Rams and the 49ers, I mean, the Rams are, are electric too on offense. Uh, the 49ers play a, a brand of football that we that we saw a couple of years ago in the SEC, maybe a decade ago in the SEC, and it can work, it can win, but like I'm more looking forward to the AFC matchup, the Bengals and the, and the Chiefs. But it's going to be a, a, a slobber knocker with the uh, <laughs> NFC game, that's for sure, man. Two uh, division rivals getting together, playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be great. I, I'm looking forward to. Sports this weekend. Yes. Uh, ESPN. Uh, uh, we're not moving on just yet. I'm, right. Who are you taking? I know you're going to have money on the game this weekend. Who Who are you going to take in the game this this weekend? 
Hmm. Let's see here. I'll, I'll give you the line. I got the line right here. Okay, what is you it? You know, I keep that action oh, 247 I, app ready. I, I, I bet you uh, bet you do. And, hey, you can get those bets in early. If you bet $50 on either the NFC Championship or the AFC Championship, you'll automatically get a $20 free bet to use on basketball. So uh, That's right in my alley right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Chiefs, negative seven. Over-under is at 54-and-a-half here on action. Um, I would, I, I'll take the Chiefs to cover that one. And then 49ers-Rams. Rams, Rams are three-and-a-half. That, that half scares me. I think this can be a close game. They both know each other. Uh, that three-and-a-half scares me. But I just think it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. And the 49ers beat the Rams twice. In both meetings, Matthew Stafford had two picks each. So he's totaled four picks against the 49ers. I feel like that has been the reason why the 49ers have won. In their last meeting, uh, it was a closer game. It was 34-31. Matthew Stafford has not thrown picks like that in the playoffs. And I will say that the Rams beat the 49ers by more than three and a half. And... They will be in the Super Bowl. I see this being a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. Yeah, the Chiefs by how many? Uh, I think they cover seven. Okay, so the, which, that, which one do you have more confidence in? I got more confidence in the Chiefs covering the seven than I do the Rams covering the three and a half because of the poor, the poor offensive line for the Bengals. They gave up nine sacks against the Titans. It's not like it was a one-game thing, uh, which – really highlights how great Burrow is. Mm-hmm. He's had this season with a poor offensive line. But I just think against Kansas City, they'll rush the passer, but they got guys in the back end, too, that can make that can make plays on the football. I mean, you got Honey Badger, who did have a concussion last week, but he's going to play. Come on, man. It's, this, is, this is Honey Badger, you know, in the AFC Championship game with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But uh, I just think that Burrow – won't be able to get that pressure and still be able to win because you're not playing against Ryan Tannehill in the Titans offense where he throws three picks. You are playing against probably the most dangerous offense in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can say that because the dude kicked the field goal with 13 seconds left off two plays. So, yes, the Chiefs offense right now is the the most dangerous offense right now uh, left of these two teams. So, so I'm with you. I'm taking taking the Chiefs to win and the Rams to win as well. I'm I'm very fascinated to to see how the matchups play out in the, the Chiefs game. I agree with everything you said, but I'm also curious to see if, Cincinnati can can take advantage of the Chiefs' tackles. The the the, the Bengals with Erickson are are really good on the edge, and Orlando Brown and those Chiefs' tackles ha- have not had great years. So can can the Bengals create some pressure from the edge? And, and they're not going to contain Patrick Mahomes, but when Patrick Mahomes scrambles out of the pocket, is somebody there? to to corral him um it's it, it's that's the frustrating thing about playing Mahomes is like you, you want you don't want to get him on the run because he's so good throwing the football on the run so you you kind of have to have like pressure from the interior right you, pre- gotta, you got pressure in his face right and, and you have to have like guys prepared for when he does scramble out of the pocket you have to like stop him twice you have to like stop him you don't want to give him all day to throw the football so you, you have to generate pressure, but then even when you generate pressure, you have to have somebody like on, on the perimeter and in the flats to kind of contain him from scrambling around all day. It's, it's practically an impossible task. So I'm interested to see if the Bengals can create some pressure against those, ta- those tackles. And the Chiefs secondary is not good. Mm-mm. So I, I don't I think the, the, the Bengals offensive line will be the difference in the game. But I bet you Burrow and Chase and Higgins and, and them boys eat. Boyd and, and – Uzama and Joe Mixon. I bet those boys eat and can put up some points. So I'm, I think the Chiefs cover, but I, I honestly don't feel that good about it. And I don't feel good about the the Rams either. I'm picking them to win, but the 49ers just have the Rams number. They do. I, I'm not picking the 49ers because of Jimmy G, 
but six straight over the Rams, the 49ers have won. It, it, it's it's like a, a mental thing at this point. Just We saw it last week. The, the 49ers had the Packers numbers. Aaron Rodgers has, has lost to the 49ers in the playoffs three times now. And the, the, the 49ers just have the Packers number. 49ers have the Rams number, so we'll see how that plays out. But I, I, I will take the favorites to win and cover in these games. I just don't really feel great about either one. The over-under for the AFC game is 54-and-a-half. So do we feel like both teams score high high 20s? Um, I believe so. I would take the over in that one. I'm taking the over in uh, Chiefs. Uh, Bengals. Bengals. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'll take the under in 49ers Rams. It, yeah, 45 and a half. I'll take the under. I don't think the I don't think the 49ers are going to score a lot of points and um I, I like again I love that 49ers front seven. So if if the over does hit, it'll be because the Rams blow out the 49ers in my opinion and Stafford and Cup and and Odell just go off. Well the last time that these two teams played the game was 27 to 24 excuse me and the 49ers won that one was three point win there and you only had a um, total of 51 points in that one and then when they played in November, they beat the Rams 31 to 10, and uh, which was a total of 41 again. So I think it would be safe to take the under in the NFC championship game. If you are feeling tired, if feeling grumpy, you've noticed weight gain, loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T center can determine the cause and can help. So it starts with the comprehensive annual health assessment at the Low T Center. Get over there, get those numbers checked, and if you indeed need treatment, they got you covered because right now they offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just 155 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. They ship directly to your home. Really simple, really easy. That is Low T Center. And lowtcenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Let's get to the phones. Who we got? Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Good morning, individuals. I hope you guys have a great weekend. What up? What I'm up? Gonna, I was going to ask a question. I I uh, never did catch the uh, the answer to Cave Mays. Now, last count I had, he was unsure whether or not he was going to the NFL that they was working on in in uh he's gone Nash. okay well they're not working on a uh, uh some kind of deal outside the NFL uh there was Name. a there was a NIL deal that was presented but he chose to go to the NFL okay well I heard uh, yesterday I think you talked about that uh, that you guys that they had made it like six figure deal for some some players and uh you guys are talking about, and I thought, well, that might have been more recruits been that him. just signed. Okay, well, yeah, we got we got some players on our team currently that played last year with with, with six figure deals. Um, but there'll be some guys coming in with a chance to get six figure deals uh, as well. So yeah, that's that's what we're talking about, Turkey Man. Okay, so Cave Cave, uh, uh, did I misunderstand that 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 deal he had was was around. Thirty thousand this past year. No, uh, I, we never talked about Cade's pockets. I, okay, well, then I misunderstood. That's what I was trying to get across or understand because I, I heard uh, something about uh, I knew they couldn't be getting a lot going over the chicken place every day, but I didn't know how much that would be. Yeah, Cade had multiple food. deals. Cade was Cade. I'm pretty sure it was comfortable, but I don't know how much how much he he made his last year um, mm-hmm. at all. That's not. Uh, well, I wasn't trying to know either. Uh, no. Not my business. No, I, I just, I just kind of uh, wondered what kind of a deal it would have took uh, at the time he's speaking of that for him to stay or not. I just, I just kind of, kind of 
was thinking about that, and I thought, well, six figure ain't nothing to sneeze at. And uh, so, uh, anyhow, I'll let you go, guys. Have a have a uh, a good weekend. You too, Turkey Man, man. Uh, talk to you later. All right, Bye-bye. talk to you next week, my friend. Ben, what does Kim Ken Palm say about Tennessee's chances this weekend? ESPN has Texas winning this game. Um, they give Texas fifty nine point eight percent chance to win in the matchup predicted. What, is, what does Ken Palm say? Sixty one percent chance for Texas. Yep, and uh, projects a sixty four sixty one win for Texas and we talked earlier about Texas not being a top 25 team Kim Palm certainly thinks they're a top 25 team according to to his analytics uh, he has Texas ranked as the 15th best team in the country uh, according to Ken Palm and looking at the the stats Swain these two teams mirror one another I mean if if you would have given me a if you would have given me these Ken Palm stats on Texas and not told me it was Texas I would have said that these are the stats for Tennessee. They they mirror one another. They they have a so-so offense. They struggle to knock down shots. They they don't shoot it well from three. They're 201st in the country uh, shooting the ball from three and 107 in effective field goal percentage. And effective field goal percentage is it's your regular field goal percentage, but Ken Palm adds value to the three-point shot. So you kind of you get credit, double the credit for, for making threes in addition to what you're shooting from the field. And that's how he comes up with your effective field goal percentage because according to the analytics, it's better to take a lot of threes than long mid-range jumpers. And Texas, not, not the most effective field goal Shooting team. They're not bad. 107, again, that, that's out of 300 and something teams in the country. So not bad, but not one of the better ones either. They, they turn the basketball over a ton, um, but they do shoot the free throws well. Again, they're just not a very good offensive team. You want to know something that's uh, also unique? You mentioned how these two teams mirror each other. Both, both teams have a 6-6 either guard, in our case, is Josiah Jordan-James. In their case, they have him as a forward, but a six-six player leads the team in rebounding. Josiah Jordan James at five point eight rebounds per game, and then Texas, you know, their their leading rebounder is Timmy Allen, who is listed as a forward. He's also the leading scorer and the leading rebounder. So mm-hmm. make sure that he he's in check and he he doesn't have a career day against Tennessee. They do have a good defense. That That is the other way that they mirror. That's, that's Beard, right? Tennessee, that is Chris Beard. That's Beard. Uh, the 13th most efficient defense in the country, according to uh, Ken Palm. Uh, they turn you over. Teams don't shoot well against them. Don't shoot well from three against them. They, they don't shoot a lot of free throws against Texas. Uh, they, they don't really block shots, but they force turnovers. They get steals. And they they make it tough to to get off clean looks, uh, and I misspoke. They they do give up a, a pretty good amount of, of free throws, and they also give up offensive rebounds as well. That that's the one bugaboo on, on defense for them. They they give up offensive rebounds and they give up threes. Teams just don't shoot well from three when they give up the threes, um, because they are being contested and. Um, it, it's gonna. It's, I take the under. <laughs> I don't think the under hit the other night for Tennessee, Florida, but that's also because Florida shot the 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 roof out of the ball or the lights out of the ball in in the first half. Yeah, they shot. They, they the, could not miss. Yeah, they shot the light bulbs out. Yes, thank you. I, I was struggling there, as as you could hear. So it, it's it's a it's a veteran team. The sixteenth most experienced team in the country. Average of of two point six four years. Uh, Trey Mitchell is their most efficient player. He is a, a junior. Uh, and then Marcus Carr, a senior. Timmy Allen, a senior. Andrew Jones, a senior. Christian Bishop, a senior. Dylan DeSue, a junior. Courtney Ramey, a, a senior. They, they are a team that is full of veterans. So it, it's going to be a rock fight. I, I'll take Tennessee to win. I, I think they, they've somewhat found a groove with with – 
Urosh starting and, and Folky coming off the bench. And since Folky has come off the bench, he, he's been been much more efficient, been been better with his energy. I think that's also a product of being further removed from having COVID. So I'm never going to feel good about picking Tennessee because you can't really trust the offense. But Santi is automatic right now, has it stuck on automatic. Uh, Justin Powell starting to find a rhythm. Kennedy Chandler starting to find his way on defense. You know Zakai is going to make winning plays. Josiah, he's going to find ways to make winning plays on defense and, and on the glass and, and, and blocking shots. And uh, Texas has won two in a row, but they, they've only won two out of the last four and three out of the last six. So they've won two in a row, but also a little inconsistency when, when you go back a, a little bit further than that. So I'll, I'll take Tennessee to win a close one on the road and, and back up um, – Rick Barnes this weekend. On the locker room on Sunday, we did our picks for this weekend. Um, on Sunday, I had Texas winning because until Tennessee wins these type of games on the road this season, you know, I got I got to pick the other team. And uh, Texas is a team that uh, is more than capable of beating Tennessee. They they mirror each other in a lot of ways, but it's you know it's 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 about Tennessee being a totally different team away from Thompson Bowling Arena. Yeah, for me, they are, and um, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Um, I'm not going. I'm not going to touch this game as far as betting, unless it's the <laughs> over under. Uh, but I just my my heart says Tennessee. My head is saying Texas because we have yet to win one of these games away from TBA. I think about the games up in New York. Uh, I think about Lexington, Baton yeah, Rouge. Yeah, man, just different. We're just different. We're playing these guys at home. I would, I would pick Tennessee for sure. So when, when Tennessee plays Auburn at home, you're going to pick Tennessee? Nah. <laughs> nah. I know. I'm, nah. I'm, I'm messing with you. And the other thing that bothers me is, like, like I feel good about Tennessee's current trajectory. I'm still weary, but it kind of feels like they've they've turned the corner. It, it kind of feels like they, they've started to go uphill instead of downhill. But, man, when, when you start to feel that way, it feels like the rug's pulled out from underneath you. So I, I'm a little weary about starting to feel good about Tennessee basketball. But I, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll, I'll probably come back on here on Monday and regret it for the same reason you just said. But hopefully they don't pull the rug out from underneath me because it does feel like they're starting to turn a corner. It's it's a slow turn around the corner, but a, a, a turn around the corner nonetheless. I, I like where we're going. Um I, I three game winning streak with a chance to win four here. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it's, it, it 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 happens and our guys play the best of their season. They do it for Rick Barnes, man. Don't let Rick go down there taking an L, players. Mm-hmm. Uros, don't be doing too much. Kennedy, don't be doing the silly turnovers. At, Vestibia, at I know court. what you're gonna do, Vestibia. I don't even need to say your name. I know what you're gonna do. You about that action? I already know you're gonna drop 15. 15 but the rest of y'all, drop 20. Rest of y'all. Y'all need to make sure y'all put on for Rick Barnes. You better bring your damn A game for Rick Barnes. That's right. Don't Olivier, be embarrassing Rick Barnes. Olivier, don't disgrace the braids uh, and the headband. Olivier, for sure, man. Because I'm going to have to come down there and take him out during halftime. <laughs> I had to bring my, my comb and everything, man. We'll take them braids out. I know I'll take our braids. They got three girls. Brandon, please act like you want to be there. Come on, man. We, we Y'all got to win for Rick Barnes now. We need just Justin Powell knock down some threes. Victor Bailey Jr., if you get in there. Don't shoot past the rock. I know it's, it's your homecoming. But, no, uh, shoot that thing, Victor. Shoot no, it. don't shoot it. Shoot it. No, pump fake, do a drive-by, kick it to Santi. That's what Victor is in the game for. No, Victor. It ain't for defense, and it ain't for, for setting screens. He got to shoot it. He's if you made, don't make it, take him out. He's made seven threes on the year. Make, and, shoot it. And four of them were against Presbyterian. Shoot it. How many games have they played? I'm going old school NBA Jam, NBA Live. No, pass Shoot that thing. It. Pass Shoot the it. rock, Shoot Victor. It. Let it fly, man. You at home. You going to make them. Folky, please show up. Somebody get Folky a brisket sandwich right down there before the game. So he can about two or three pounds. I don't know. Like so bang in the paint. At this point, I'm, I I think we may need to secretly inject Folky with some steroids so he can rage when he gets into the game. That's a great idea. I mean, Pimple Face will be bad for the brand, though, NIL, NIL deals and, yeah, I mean, and appearances. He, he's got two more months, and, and then he's off to, to bring in pals to Knoxville. So, he got two more months. Pimple Face will be all right. Let's get it. Let's get it, Tennessee. 
Get that win for Rick Barnes. Thanks for making the Swain event part of your week, part of your day today. We'll be back on Monday. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and love. Have a blessed weekend, folks.